everyone. Welcome to the Founders Foyer with me, Aishwarya. This foyer is full of conversations, a space where creators, founders, and builders can look for all the inspiration and concepts and support to grow their ideas into products. So you've got a great idea, and you've been building out the initial version of your product. And with a little bit of socializing around, you see that people are starting to gain some interest. So there is a bit of momentum. Obviously, the thought of building a community is something that will definitely cross your mind for sure. But, you know, building a community and engaging with that early set of believers is something that needs a lot of dedicated effort and consistency. So today's conversation is going to be exactly about making those connections and investing in a proper community. Because joining me today is Nasik Jain, a product manager at Apple. She's also a creator who runs Product Carrier, a community with 30K plus people across different social platforms. And she shares knowledge about early career product management. I've been a great fan of our videos and I'm so glad she's here today to talk to us. Hi, Nazar. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me, Ashraya. Awesome. Um, you know, let's probably um, start with your story about wanting to build a close-knit community for and early product management folks. So how did this idea start and what was the start of this and how how important you felt it was at that point in time? Sure. So this all started, I think, um, you know, we're in the middle of pandemic and suddenly, you know, there's so much additional dive in hand. So truly it was the, the idea came during that time. But since I am a product manager myself and Along the way, I have been mentoring, you know, not nothing too extensive, but, and, and I'm talking, this is 2020, fall of 2020, right? That's when I started product career, basically. And uh, I had been mentoring, you know, junior PMs along the way. And I just saw a very consistent theme of just very, very common questions, you know, new PMs go through and including myself. For me, I didn't choose product management as my career. I stumbled upon this role. I started out as a business analyst and then, you know, I moved into product, got inspired by the, you know, a senior product manager of my team. So I didn't actively decide, you know, like, okay, this was my career path I wanted to go in. Yeah. But the fact is that there was so limited knowledge available and product managers learn a lot on the job. And Sometimes, you know, as, as I was mentoring before and I was like, I was thinking, wow, maybe, you know, you know, I'm sharing a lot of the knowledge. Maybe perhaps I can start to put on social media. And because in the pandemic, we all had, you know, extra time on hand. That's where it kind of started. I wanted to stay. This, this is, I, you know, this is my area of, you know, like love and passion. So that's what mm -hmm. I wanted to get started with as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think I, I definitely dig into a lot of uh, points that you made, especially the fact that uh, how you transitioned into being a PM as somebody who did the same. So I guess I, I can totally vibe with you there that, yeah, you need you need to recognize that path. And often for some of us who did that, uh, it, it, it does feel like an idea to give back in terms of, hey, let me go ahead and help another person do the same thing. So I think you brought about an important point on uh, not just keeping the idea with you, but when there's a spark, let's just just get it out there. And uh, often a lot of lot of us struggle with that, right? Like you know, we think about okay, I have this, I, I think I can talk about this, but uh, we don't get to make the first step towards uh, getting that out and and just seeing how, where it goes and how how people receive it. So I think yeah, that's that's a great story. So thanks for sharing with me. That's it. 
Yep. So I think just as a final question to that, we just uh, were talking about uh, how important it is to get that uh, first step out there to find a niche uh, for yourself. So for a lot of them these days who either build like side hustles or who go on to um, become like a full-time founder or very, very new into the community. And when they start to build their products, I think they always have this question about, is this the right time to build a community? Because, you know, let's face it, community is more like everybody talks about community. They're like, oh, you know, you don't have a community. I think you should start one. So I guess there's a lot of fad around community. So uh, when you think is the right time somebody should think about starting a community and are there like any prior thoughts or like a list of things that you, you would suggest that we go to? Yeah. So first of all, very sh- quick and short answer is there's no right time to build a community. There is really literally no right time to build one. I think what is more important is finding your passion with a niche, with a topic that you absolutely love because that is what I think has helped me to keep going throughout. If, if I go back, you know, in the fall of 2020, you know, October, November timeframe, that's when I started. Some of my initial uh, posts that I did, and I chose Instagram to start with, uh, very, I want to say, you know, a, a surprising platform, if you will, you know, choosing Instagram and then product management steps, sharing stories, you know, kind of, it doesn't, in, in the first instance, it may not sit well, but the reason I've been able to grow this in such a short time, you know, getting it to 30K now and, and a community there is because one, I'm absolutely passionate about product management. So for me, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like work getting on there and talking about product management, talking about the challenges that I have faced myself in my career along the way, sharing learnings, the things maybe if I went back 10 years, you know, how would I start again? So for me, it doesn't feel like work. That's why, you know, it helps to build that consistency, if you would. Mm -hmm. Because eventually, you know, consistency is what's going to help you grow, right? It's easy to say, oh, let's start a community. It's easy to say that. But to grow it long term and really have that thriving community, consistency is the key and that long term game sort of mindset, it has to be there. One of the things I made a huge mistake was initially I started with all platforms. I thought, you know, maybe I had to be everywhere, but that was one of the biggest mistakes because each Mm -hmm. platform and building the community requires a lot of time to kind of give to the community, right? If you really truly want to have that, um, there's a concept, there's a book, and there's a concept of thousand true fans. You know, when yeah. you're building a community, you want to have those thousand true fans. So if you want to have that kind of, uh, you know, community, then it can't be everywhere, especially for, you know, like founders or creators or builders who are just starting. Um, it, you can't be everywhere, especially if it's like a side hustle. So mm-hmm. that was one of my initial mistakes. But then I realized quickly, <clears throat> I realized quickly, you know, I wanted to focus so then I narrowed down to, you know, two platforms and that's where I'm most active and that's where I have my community, Instagram and LinkedIn now. I am on TikTok as well, but that's, that's uh, you know, video platform uh, separately, but yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely makes sense. Uh, I think you brought, uh, you brought out a very important struggle that almost everybody goes through when they want to start a community or when they want to start 
talking about what they're building out on the social media. Uh, I, I, I've, I've been on the same side where there are thoughts in terms of, okay, so uh, I have this here. How do I repurpose this onto another platform? Is it right for me to get started? I think an urge just comes forward in the sense that, okay, you know what? Let me just go ahead and find my audience across all these platforms. And uh, that's, that's definitely uh, a challenging journey to pick the right ones that work for you. And uh, I'm glad that uh, you you mentioned about what really worked for you and you took that decision to stick to it and sort of take your channel out there and then uh, go on to do the other things in the meantime. So that makes sense. I think that's a great point uh, for any early founder to think about. And now that we're talking about uh, these tools and channels to get started, uh, I guess this is one huge challenge. And often people are just skeptical about uh, which one really works for me. And considering the fact that each channel on its own like whether it's Slack, whether it's it's Discord, whether it's Instagram, whether it's Twitter, I think all of them have a certain format and certain, uh, in terms of, I wouldn't call them limitations, but certain uh, set of uh, instructions to follow through for each of these platforms. So how did you navigate that? And how did you arrive at picking these two platforms that you thought would work for you? Yeah, the way I like to think about this is one is your, you know, external facing, if you will. We're going to call them external facing. We're going to call them all the social media. You have your Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, TikTok, uh, YouTube, whatever you want to build, build, right? That's your external. And that's also something, I think picking one of those, one or two of those platforms is also important because otherwise, how else is going, somebody going to find your community, right? Unless yeah. it's talked about on any of the social medias. And how are people going to, um, you know, find out about it? So that social media, those channels work as like, if you will, um, like top of the funnel, like bringing in the community, the people, you know, your target audience for that. Then second level of that is also, you know, Slack or Discord or Telegram channels where you can build, uh, you know, a more tight knit community, if you will. There are several mm -hmm. private communities where you can have, you know, more candid conversation with your community, more you know, like it's, 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 um, you know, more like a, you know, family, if you would, you know, it's like an internal conversation, something you can have live chats, things like that to really, you know, give to the community. And also another factor of that is people are a lot more sometimes open, you know, within those, I guess, closed, you know, channels as mm -hmm. well, like Slack or Discord to be, you know, sharing. So eventually if we are just truly building that community, I think it is important to have a flavor of both. Obviously, starting with both is, is tough. Is first, you know, is I think the first kind of step is to finding that, you know, bit of the um, market fit for the idea that we have, you know, as, as, as creators, finding that on social media and then bringing that audience, you know, in a, in a private community in some form. I think it, there's two kind of levels to that. Mm. So... Basically, one feeds into the other and like you could start with one and then like see where it naturally transitions to and then take the other one into the picture. Yeah, that, that seems okay. Yeah, something definitely worth an experiment to try, I guess, for each person's idea, like you said, where it finds yeah. its product market fit. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. It's, it's just that I've seen, you know, like if you, if I were to like, let's say, start all over with product career and if hmm. nobody knows about product career, what do I do? And if I had only you know, let's say a Discord channel right now. Nobody, you know, can find out about it unless it's talked about, right? Unless there's a way, maybe I go to LinkedIn, I post about something or maybe Instagram or Twitter, you know, 
so there has to be some form of like social kind of channel where mm-hmm. at least you know people can find out about it right mm-hmm. so i think that way if i if we think about community you know yeah absolutely yeah that's that's true that's true yeah uh, before posting about it also have like a, a better picture about the purpose behind this community and uh, where would you find your first uh, set of following right and that actually makes sense uh in fact now that we're talking about uh finding the first set of people uh i have another question for you which is often yeah these these first set of uh, people on your network is they, they they're going to most like most likely stick with you throughout in the community phase right so from your experience uh, what was your learning in terms of engaging and uh, sort of activating their presence on this community like did you try and do a few things uh, to do, to to have those on your community i i did there was a lot of initially when and and so this is the beauty actually of having a smaller account a lot of people think that we need an accounts with lot of following and lot of people you know but the beauty of having a smaller account is that you can build those connections those one on one connections with a lot of people you can answer the queries but as your account grows if you're a single you know solopreneur solo creator type thing going on you know trying to build a side hustle at some point it gets out of hand with the amount of dms you get and you know uh, you know if you have multiple social channels to make sure you're able to you know kind of attend to your the questions that that you're coming in with mm-hmm. right all the people are coming with so initially to uh, to your point right activating some of that is i spent a lot of time you know kind of understanding listening to questions and queries and concerns that a lot of these you know early career product managers you know some of the fresh graduates also some of the like mid level to senior pms too like like hey you know i face the certain ch- same thing you know myself the content that i would post i'd get a feedback and then that would lead to a conversation so giving time and being able to you know talk to your community really give back with the knowledge sometimes even just uh, you know kind of people want to share their experience oh yeah same thing happened with mm-hmm. me also right it gets yeah. into that so being able to just build those connections really help that initial foundational community and uh, you know getting those initial just strong following i guess yeah yeah like build conversations at the start oh. yeah totally uh, and i for sure know uh, that you uh, used to spend like every uh, with, with every person who comes into your community i've seen you like pinging them and sort of reaching out to them and trying to see how you can be of help and i think that's a great practice at the start of somebody who's just trying to offer something and sort of understanding what's it on the other side of things so that's like a great activity or i would even call it an exercise that you did Uh, just curious did that like probably take you towards a certain direction like with those conversations uh, did you get to see any interesting trends or patterns that helped you back with uh, your idea of having a community built like this i think it just solidified my idea mm-hmm. uh it just very much you know with the thought or the initial thought of what i started with like i wanted to share the knowledge with the new you know pms early career pms general that general uh idea of what i started with it just solidified as i went along as i heard you know a lot of the you know challenges people were you know facing it just solidified as i kept going and again community building you know we have again why i squ- i'm going to go back to my point of you know finding that love and passion for a topic for a niche because 
it takes time it takes effort and you'll you know personally have to trade off maybe some tv time you know like maybe some give up some netflix or something eventually because community building will take uh, you know time but mm. it is very rewarding i will say at the end of it you know hearing from a lot of my you know community members you know hearing that they found a job or they landed a job or they've gotten a promotion or any of that you know would just it's like it acts like a you know fuel turns to my fire so <laughs> helps keep going <laughs> yeah, yeah absolutely i think uh, you start taking energy from uh, from them from those conversations from what's happening around and it 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 does feel satisfying at the end of the day and uh, you you again i think you mentioned a very important uh, uh, point which is the time that it takes because often with a lot of uh, the sense about these algorithms and how these social platforms function i guess a lot of instant gratification is something that uh, people like fall into the trap without even realizing that they're going over towards that direction because often it's like hey i started this like a week back but i still don't have followers on this or that's absolutely a, a genuine issue but i guess like you said putting in that consistent effort and uh, getting that time is is uh, something that we have to keep in mind before having to worry about something not picking up uh, on its speed so yeah that's yeah that's a that's a good point and uh, you know since we uh, sort of have these folks who come back to you and who probably talk to you i think that's that's a great way of um, having community connections and and making them sort of talk to each other on, on the community so were there like any learnings that you had or anything that you observed where you started seeing that folks within your community started extending uh, uh favors started helping one another because one thing that you want to do with community as a as a early founder or even even as a creator is there is your presence but you want your community to sort of independently function while you act like a catalyst over there so did you like have any such moments on on your community where you felt like hey you know this is great yeah so so this goes back to my point of having social channel versus having a private community when you have a private community eventually folks you know are a lot more comfortable and then then it's it's a very natural progression to for communities if you're building the real community that for natural progression for people to start exchanging ideas and start connecting with each other what i saw within mine was uh you know there were a lot of job postings people would start mm. to post you know hey you know we have an opening within our team or within and so i started to see a lot of that people wanted to do projects together so they would they were able to connect you know so eventually that's a very natural progression for any community from the ground up again but it's very important to kind of also um and i give this example there's a book um called hooked it's by me rayel and i yeah. i love that book it's a very beginner friendly book to kind of understand that idea of you know how if you can reward your community in some way to with with their participation and that reward you know is one of the great examples that i've seen in this uh there's a senior pm uh, lenny richetsky and yeah. i in, in his community in his act channel there's a it's a very active community and what i saw is a lot of people post on it and i i am a you know a follower and i and i you know love lenny's content by the way and so what i saw is he takes a lot of the you know kind of the wisdom that is shared within this you know slack channel private community 
he'll post on his Substack as well as part of his newsletter. So there is a reward involved for the people who are participating. So mm. it's it's a ultimately your communities are built. You know, eventually you want everybody to participate. So what is kind of the model that can be built around that community? I think it's you know if if we as creators builders can think about you know rewarding communities for their participation in some way. Um, I I think that would be yeah. Good. Yeah, that's uh, an excellent point. And yeah, I'm a great fan of Lenny's work here as well. So you you uh, brought it up in, in, in the right uh, conversation, I guess. And uh, yeah, I think uh, one of the things that uh, I was also sort of trying to get at and which you answered uh, uh, partly with this is how do you take uh, the momentum that gets built over here and get that reward out for the extended audience because that is one way that they can discover the community. They can see that, oh, I see a peer of mine has just uh, gotten some value out of this community. So how about me considering uh, to join her or how about uh, me trying to go and look at the content, just get an idea. And uh, I guess, yeah, uh, Lenny and, and even you, both of you have been doing it really well with respect to uh, starting at certain point and then sort of trying to disseminate from there and, and get more folks to see what's happening around. I think it's, it's a very important um, uh, practice for uh, you know new folks to try and consider is that have like a single source of uh, truth and have a dissemination from there and where you can try to bring in more folks and uh, get them onto the source. So yeah, that's a, that's a good uh, way of putting it. And uh, yeah, my extended question to that would be, um, I know you uh, also like run a newsletter and you also had like a recent course that you just set up. And it's good that there is this information that goes to the early community that you build. So you sort of can use the community as a leverage to get this up and running. So was it because of certain findings that you had uh, from running this community or what led you into the course and newsletter uh, projects? Absolutely. So exactly that it's just when i got a similar questions that led to the blogs that i wrote that led to medium blogs or starting you know a newsletter all of my questions all of my conversations have led me to write this and eventually i got to a point where i was asked the same question so many times and i thought okay maybe i can you know instead of going in dms and answering you know or going in one on one sessions mm -hmm. how do i scale this information so I thought, you know, a course would be a good way for me to do it, present that information in, you know, like recorded sessions. So I, I went, took me hundreds and hours of, you know, pouring all of that information, going through my DMs, asking a lot of feedback from the community, you know, with the challenges that they've been, you know, um, facing, running a lot of surveys and things like that. Finally, you know, got it into like a recorded session so that it can help somebody. You know, it can help, you know, going from that, Sometimes, you know, there's a lot of information, of course, available online too. But mm. what happens is, okay, I, you know, the people who came to me, they were like, okay, I've taken this free course. What do I do now? How do I, you know, I even, some of, some of the people that I've interacted with, I've been like, okay, I did the course. I did the interviews. I cracked the interviews. I have the job. What do I do now? I'm still stuck, right? <laughs> so it's like every stage of the process um, needs mentorship, right? Mm -hmm. For me also, I'm at a different, you know, you know, place in my career right now, but I have relied on my mentors as well. So to, you know, to get to that next level. So I think it's, it's, it's a chain. If we can, you know, kind of build the community, help the next generation of product managers eventually, I, I think that is my goal. So 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Yeah, all the best for uh, this goal. I think uh, it's great the way you put it. Uh, I, I, I would definitely you know, want to be a part of uh, this whole purpose, especially the way that you said how uh, it's it's taken from smaller steps and how do you uh, how do you map that with each person's stage of your career, right? So I guess uh, a lot a lot of times that we might have probably crossed the path or we might uh, do that a little later or we have certain experiences to share. So I think it's it's important to get that out to uh, the community. And with with the way you say it, I, I also see another uh, uh, happenstance that that was here, which is uh, how do you figure out uh, what comes up from the base problem that you have? So the base problem here was how do you just uh, try and engage these folks? How do you help them transition? But I think continuously putting yourself out there and listening to their problems sort of helps you realize that there are other problems to solve for. So I think that's that's definitely like a byproduct that you get from a community, I guess, where you start, yeah, yeah you start understanding what's a larger picture here and like what are the other things that I can lead towards. So yeah, that's yeah. that's wonderful. Beauty, you know, beauty of product management is it's like it's no, it's it's not one size fits all, right? There's so yeah. many flavors of it depending on which type of organization you've worked in, which type of product you've worked on, or you know, and different levels as you grow in your career. So there's there's just, uh, you know, I think we need a lot more people sharing their journeys within this space to, you know, be yeah. that generation. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad people are actually doing that, you know, like as, as a, a, a person who transitioned to uh, product management uh, and, and starting my early career over there, uh, I had a lot of questions. And I think uh, for me, somewhere I thought, okay, as I learn, let me keep writing about my learnings. And I saw that a lot of PMs from different walks of their careers sort of came through to to uh, you know help and share their learnings as well. So I'm glad that the sense is is kicking around and people are trying to contribute back. And like I said, I would absolutely you know love to see more folks doing that. And there was there was a particular area I think is still gray is what I realized uh, with uh, like I try to mentor folks who just try to enter into uh, uh, PM as well, more like who transition from other roles to this. So I guess there could be a lot more content around how did people transition to being into product roles? Because often we come from other other job functions and other other product domains into product management. So I guess uh, it would be great to see a lot more content uh, from you and from all of us together on uh, it's okay and how do you like come from different uh, domains over here and how do you like, yeah, sort of go about learning the skills needed for the role. So yeah, absolutely new domains to fix that. Absolutely. Awesome. So, um, you know, now we're talking about uh, the effort that goes into it. The amount, you said hundreds of hours of recording content. So obviously, I guess for, for building a community, you need a lot of that uh, initial, uh, uh, you know, set of posts of content or material that has to engage your uh, first set of believers and who then go on to bring in more uh, believers into the community. So what's the, um, uh, like, do you, do you have content calendars or how do you generally suggest somebody who's just new to plan and get your, uh, uh, the engaging materials out? Like what are some steps that you followed in your journey? Yeah, that's a loaded question. I'm going to try to break it down into a few, <laughs> few things that happen. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, one thing I like to say is uh, don't work the platform. Don't let the platform work you. What I mean by that is, you know, you work the platform, meaning we have to, as creators, find out what works on the platform. Um, 
a lot of times, you know, we end up choosing. Sometimes we will say, oh, reels are working on Instagram. Let's start posting reels. Or, you know, TikTok is a great platform. Oh, people are making, you know, there's a lot of momentum you can build on TikTok. Let's get on TikTok. Or LinkedIn is investing in, you know, creators. So let's maybe LinkedIn is a good platform to build. Maybe Twitter is. There's all sorts of um, whoever has gotten, you know, this is something I kind of learned along the way as well in my creator journey, if you will. Um, whatever platform works for people, that's the platform people preach about, right? Ultimately, I think what is important, I have boiled it down to kind of two things. We have to pick when we are thinking about writing content or any type of content, we have to, I think we have to see two things. Either is you can, you want to have a written content or you want to have a video content. You mm. can decide your platforms based on that. If you're good in writing or if that is your interest, then you should pick platforms that are, you know, kind of uh, complementary for that skill, right? If video is, you, if you're not camera shy, you, you, you're okay for, you know, being on video, then, you know, you pick a video platform, the platform that's going to kind of amplify your, you know, content. And when you're starting with content, also another thing is your first 10 posts, if somebody is starting from scratch and if I'm starting from scratch, I'm telling myself, you know, first 10 posts, forget, you know, you're going to get any traction. There's going to be a lot of crickets along the way, but I think it is still important to do a decent enough job with your content because eventually that is what somebody is going to see and then come. Mm. But still don't get hung up in perfectionism, right? You want to get it out because what happens is for creators also, it's a cycle of at first, you know, we get through a lot of, oh, you know, is this good enough? Am I putting the best content out? You go through a lot of that, you know, overthinking and, you know, self-doubt yourself. But once you put it out, creators also, you know, kind of gain that confidence. Okay, now that is out, I can do the next, the next. And you start, you know, maybe one person will follow you or maybe five people or 10 people. You start to talk to them. You start to hear, you know, what are their challenges from there. Little by little, you start to invest in your own content, mm -hmm. finding out information from the challenges that you're hearing. I think content creation is somebody is doing and I am doing this on part, you know, like as a side hustle on part time, I have a full time job, you know, my just weekends and then sometimes in the evening I spend time. It's important to keep in mind, you know, the momentum and the growth is going to come only and only from that consistent effort. Not like, you know, you post one day, one week, and then you're like, you know, you know crickets for a month. Just a very consistent yeah. effort. Maybe pick, you know, maybe one or two days in a week. That's okay. Creators have to also find their own rhythm with, you know, starting out mm -hmm. with the content. Yeah. 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 I think, like you said, uh, each person would have a different cadence, different way of uh, planning their week out. So uh, consistency, uh, being uh, very sure about what is the way that you want to start, like which direction you want to go content in terms of uh, like writing text or content in terms of videos and then choosing the platform based on that way. I think that these are like very practical uh, steps that uh, like I can see how you would have probably navigated the same space when you started uh, product career community. So yeah, uh, perfect for uh, experimenting. And I guess uh, it's like treating our own uh, creator journey like an A-B experiment, right? Like we often say as product managers, like let's run an A-B test. So I guess 
over here as well. It's it's sort of experimenting and trying to see which steps worked out. Like, oh, that didn't fetch me enough traction. Well, it's okay. Let me just, you know, try another one. Yeah, that's where also I think having two platforms also worked. Like if, for example, I'll give you an example, right? If somebody is good at writing, maybe choosing Twitter and LinkedIn together, you know, posting the tweets, the threads on Twitter, taking those, mm-hmm. putting them in like a, you know, like a carousel form and posting them on LinkedIn. So you have mm-hmm. a cross promotion kind of going on there. I think having two platforms is really, 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 really yeah. beneficial. More than two is like, if you have more time, sure. But one platform also leads to kind of burnout if you don't see that traction uh, in the beginning. So it's kind of that balance and, and testing as you go. Uh, just there's no right or wrong. Keep going consistent and sure that I don't think you can get there. <laughs> Certainly. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think uh, with traction uh, brings me to one last question that I had uh, in terms of the whole community efforts and people often talk about uh, how to measure these activities that you do, right? Because community is a very, uh, can be very specific, can also be very abstract uh, from, from the sense of uh, dealing with people because community is all about the people that, that form and, and the kind of content that you put out for your brand to be known. So what's good and bad about measuring the impact of these activities? And is there like a community conversion strategy that people often talk about in terms of all the websites and stuff like that? So is, is there one for community as well? And if so, what would you suggest? So I am going to say I'm not, um, this is an area I am still learning a lot. I'm not an expert, right? So with community like measurement, but what I have seen other creators do as well is kind of going back to the goal. Now, when you start out a community, if you're starting out with social channels, what is ultimately the end goal? Do you mm-hmm. want to maybe, you know, start your own like a solopreneur business? Do you want to eventually build like a startup and you want to scale that startup? You want to, you know, have just, you want to truly be a creator. Maybe what is your eventually goal? Do you want to monetize your community or you're just sharing knowledge? So I think if the measurements can be with the goals, eventually, for example, if you have a person starting out, if they want to maybe transition into being like a full-time content creator, right? Or maybe become a solopreneur, then to monetize, they're selling something to the community, right? Selling mm-hmm. to their audience or something. So the measurement comes from that. So eventually it's, it's kind of tied to, um, it's kind of tied to those goals. You can take your uh, community or your attention that you have in several different ways. Um, so yeah, ultimately, I think it boils down to kind of what are those goals and they're different for everybody, right? Everybody has a different mm-hmm. kind of intention with their community. So yeah, so I guess then at every phase, uh, go back to why you started this, what's the whole purpose. And even if it leads to different uh, parallel directions or paths in the in between from these community conversations, you still go back to where you started. And I think it's also okay to like revise that, right? Like, let's say you had a certain goal and you somewhere feel that you you sort of fell apart from it. So, yeah. Come back to it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, or, or eventually maybe you didn't think of that goal in the beginning. Mm. But now that you have the traction and you found your kind of your people that your, your community, maybe you want to take it, you know, build a new goal with it, right? Eventually. So, yeah. I think yeah. those are some of the things I think about personally. And also, you know, again, this is this is an area that I'm also learning. So 
No, I'm glad all of us are on the learning phase because uh, with community, I guess uh, you can never say that you really mastered the the art of finding the right people because with each, like you said, with each step, you sort of figure out, oh, I kind of missed that. It's a good learning that I have right now, and you apply that, and you get another ten learnings. So um, absolutely, yeah. Thank you so much, Nazuk. I think this has been a, such a fun chat for me in terms of discovering what are some of the steps that you took for building product career. And I'm glad that there is a certain impact and change that you are trying to make, and which I also want fellow creators, founders, and builders to understand when they have the same uh, journey that they share with you in terms of keep starting a community or trying to engage their early uh, believers in their product. So thank you so much for sharing uh, some of your thoughts. Thank you for having me, Ashwarya. It was a fun chat. Mm-hmm.